Uh, so there's a bunch of stray cats. There's a bunch of stray cats? Like by where you live? Yeah, outside my out right outside my house. They live in a bush outside my house or in my driveway. Uh-huh. That's sick. I like that. And I see them all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's tight, and they're a gang, dude. They're like a family. Like, they, they totally roam together. You name them? Uh, they, like, have each other's back. I came up with names for them today. Sick. Half of them were stolen from the stray cats that my parents <laughs> took in at their house. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're reusing names? But, uh, kind of. There's, yeah, there's so there's five strays, mm-hmm. and there's an one that's orange, one that's, like, half orange, half white, uh... One that's black, one that's like gray and speckled, and half its ears ripped off. Mm-hmm. Not gray speckled, like brown speckled. And then the other one is like, uh, what do you call those? The the kind that's like three colors, with that kind of like reddish, orangish, and then white. They don't trust me at all. Any of them. I always, uh, whenever I pull in and they're out there, I always try to uh, get down on my uh, like knees mm-hmm. and do that. Yeah, yeah, the little little and finger the rub. rub. I know that thing. Yeah, and the rub the fingers together. You 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 know what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. Absolutely. Today they were looking at me, and I did it, and one of them came over. All right. Progress. And it's the three, the three colored one, and it has speckles, so I named it Speckle. <laughs> no, Speckle came over and uh, was rubbing on me, but when I tried to pet her, like dipped. Uh huh. And then, uh, or- orange. Orange was just staring at me. So the whole time I'm trying to pet Speckle, Orange, who's the orange cat, is over there staring at me. Mm-hmm. You know, because guarding. Speckle. Do you know they're, how they're related? And is that a mom? Is there a mom there? No? No idea. No idea? No. So I call over Orange, and orange starts to walk over to me, and I reach out to try to pet orange, and orange. You gotta dips put out too. food. That's the key. Okay, I'll I'll get there. So then, there's Bruiser Junior, <laughs> who's the brown cat with half its ear ripped off. And Bruiser Junior is named after mm-hmm. Bruiser, who is the gray cat with half its ear ripped off and a limp, that lives on my parents' oh, porch. So you just say, man, these cats are fucked up. Well, Bruiser Bruiser is a great name because the reason why my parents named the cat Bruiser is because when they started taking it in, they weren't sure whether it's a boy or a mm-hmm. girl. And Bruiser was Caitlyn Jenner's nickname when he was in the Olympics, or they were in the Olympics. She was <laughs> so they weren't, yeah, that's how funny. Yeah, so they went with mm-hmm. Bruiser. So I'm not sure what this brown cat is. It's Bruiser Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got Speckles, Orange, Bruiser. There's two left. Bruiser Jr. Well, Bruiser Jr., yeah. Bruiser Jr. These two are the mysterious ones. There's Orange and White. Mm-hmm. Who's Orange and White? <laughs> and then there's Fluffy Black, who's also stolen from my parents because they have a Fluffy Black stray cat that they feed. Mm-hmm. So Fluffy Black is... The most mysterious of them all doesn't trust me one bit. Yeah, I don't have enough experience with cats to like figure. I dude, cat, fuck. They're so stubborn. I, I like I like cats, but I hate having to like you know get them comfortable with you because they won't fucking do it. They have crazy attitudes mm-hmm. and massive personalities, even in the wild. Yeah, 
so S- Fluffy Black doesn't trust me at all, won't even get near me. And Orange and White, kind of the same way. But I made progress with them today with the other two. So I go into my house, and I get a pack of salami. Yeah, that'd be good. That's a good choice. And I go, yeah, and I walk out there, and I know they live in the bush. And I walk out there, and I go, like, and I'm, and then I take out a piece of salami, and Speckle comes up, and she's sniffing at it, sniffing at it, and I give it to her. She takes it from my hand and goes away and eats That's it. That's big. And Orange, yeah, Orange is like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So I take out another... <laughs> So I take out another piece, give it to Orange. Orange takes it away and eats it. Mm-hmm. So Bruiser Jr. Bruiser Jr. catches wind that this is going on. Joins the party. So Bruiser Jr., Orange, Speckle, munching on their shit. Loving it. Fucking loving it. They're all over in their own area, and because they're a fam... They're not fighting over mm-hmm. it. They each Having took a good their time. own. Yeah. And then Orange and White, who don't trust me, and Spooky, and, uh, not Spooky, Fluffy Black, mm-hmm. who, do, who also doesn't trust yeah. me, come up, and they're watching from a distance. So, and, so they're the ones I want the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding out a piece, and I'm going, hey, Orange and White, come here. Orange, Orange and White. And they, and they won't. And I'm like, oh, hey, orange and white. I'm holding out the... And I'm like, all right, fluffy black, fluffy black. Come here, come here. Throw it over and to they them. won't. So I do. I toss mm. it, frisbee it to both of them. And they both pick it up and eat it far away from me. Not like super far, but further away than the other ones from me. And mm-hmm. I can hear orange and white scarfing this shit down. <laughs> you hear slurps and shit. Oh, it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this orange and white cat was really getting into it, orange and white. Mm-hmm. And they just keep coming back for more. Now they're like piranhas. Yeah, now, now they're hooked. They're never going to leave now. They're piran- yeah, now they're piranhas fighting for a piece of meat. They're all coming back. They're taking it right from my hand, except for orange and white and fluffy black. Mm-hmm. I keep tossing it to them, and I keep tossing it to them, and I'm feeding the other ones out my hand, and they're trusting me. I'm petting them, and it's great, and fucking Fluffy Black still won't come near me. Orange and White made movements towards me, warming up a little bit. Fluffy mm-hmm. Black doesn't trust me one bit. I really, and you asked me what I think their relations are. After the interaction, what do you think their relation are? Uh, those, the three that trust you are siblings. Or, so, or at least two so of them Speckle, are. Speckle, Bruiser Jr. And at, least two of, at least two of them have to be siblings. I think, I think you're right. I think Speckle, Bruiser Jr. and Orange are siblings and I think they're younger. Because mm-hmm. uh, they all learn from each other. I agree. Yeah, and they, 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 they all they came fo- right after one another. He's like, they follow each good. other's lead. Exactly. Those I'm two, not gonna... I think they're just by themselves. I think they just have seen some shit, and they're just by themselves. Interesting. Interesting. Because part of me thinks, you know, based on the way genes work, mm-hmm. Fluffy Black fucks Orange and White. The oh, Punnett Square. Fuck in here. Okay. The Punnett Square, you know, there's dominant recessive. So... 
fluffy black is probably dominant black, recessive, you know, brown or white yeah. or speckled, whatever it is. And orange and white is dominant, dominant orange and white. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just so, <laughs> so when they fuck, they get one cat. That's the three colors. They get a brown cat and they get an orange cat. That's so crazy. That like all the of them, it, yeah, could result in ba- that shit. I don't know. I just kind of pulled that out my ass. But that is how the Punnett square would work if I remember my freshman science properly. Yeah, I I always forget those whenever I leave a biology class. I don't. I Pythagorean. Yeah. Pythagorean, Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Go. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yep. Okay. Uh, theory of relativity. E equals MC squared. Okay, that's all I know. What about quadratic formula. The quadratic formula. Nah, I got nothing. Negative B over two A plus or minus the square root of B squared minus four AC, all over and also over two A. You know, some people can't remember PEMDAS still, you know, and I, mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Yeah, that one is like, actually a little, you know, might have some relevance. You gotta be life. a real chimp. You gotta be a real chimp to not understand <laughs> PEMDAS. Yeah, bro, that was, we were like eight, when we were like eight, nine, when we started going over that shit. I, I was understanding PEMDAS in, in second grade. The second grade times tables and division tables did you have an ice cream sundae challenge that you did with it yeah i think i did that in like third grade though but i remember it might have been third it might have been third grade you remember the I ice remember cream sundae challenge right yeah absolutely first first one in my class dude i got oh i was ahead of everyone else and it wasn't it wasn't close i had such a good lead and then there, it was the, it was the sevens. No, actually, it was the eights. The eights fucked me up. Multiplying by eight, bro. I remember I, eight I, times seven ruined me so badly. But eight yeah, time, I eight mean, times seven? Eight times seven, it ruined me. Okay, I do you want to hear? Because like, I tried it like three times, and I couldn't. Want to hear a trick that I still remember that my teacher taught me? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I was eight when this happened. It's, it's not. It's not for. It's not for eight times seven. It's for eight times six. But that keeps me mul- grounded. It's not for it multiplication. Keeps you, it keeps me okay. grounded for the multiplication tables. It's six and eight are feeling great together. They make forty-eight. I'm guessing at first I didn't know what uh six times eight was either because there were a few that would fuck me up, but like. The 56 was the last one I figured out. The 7 times 8. My only competition on those times tables was this Asian girl named Phoebe. I I know, and she also was already playing piano. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the truth. (laughs) She had done it for like 5 years probably already, too. Probably we were 8. She had Mm. started when she was a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, dude. She I was my She was my biggest competition all throughout elementary school, I think. She had this big forehead and I I 
she was really nice and I really didn't like her because I wanted to be the smartest kid in third grade and fourth grade and whatever, but I, she might have been smarter than me. Oh, she probably was. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, she probably was. She's probably a, going to like medical school right now and I'm doing stand-up comedy. I've told you about uh, when I got hired as a sushi, sushi, Jesus, I can't speak. Sushi chef, right? Mm -hmm. And that you didn't know how to do it at all. I remember that. I needed a job really bad. So I was just walking around town applying for restaurant jobs because you make tips. So that's that's Mm -hmm. better for me than retail. Yeah, big, big benefit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm walking around, I'm applying, and there's a place that says, like, that they're hiring, and I walk in. And it's a sushi place, and there's no signage or anything. And I walk in, and it's just me that's in there. And there's one girl that's standing around the register, and she barely says a word to me. I walk up, and I'm like, hey, uh, it says now hire, like uh, now hiring on the front, and I was wanted to see if I could drop off a resume. And some Japanese woman comes running out from the back and right. bows to me, which... Which felt very nice. Yeah, I, I like the bow. I like, I like the that. Bow. I like that custom. Yeah, it's very nice. So she bowed to me, which I and I bowed back, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I gave her my resume, and I said I just wanted to drop this off because I saw that you guys are hiring. And she said, "If you give me five minutes, you can talk to the boss, and yeah, he'll interview yeah. you." And he'll interview you right now. And I'm like, hell yeah. And in my mm-hmm. gut, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, there's nobody in here. And there's three people on staff. Uh, the, and nobody's doing shit. Like, uh, this place isn't going to be a great job. It's probably going to be boring. But at least it's money. It's failing. That's what it looks like. It, yeah, it's definitely failing. And mm-hmm. I wait there. And the guy comes out and he sits me down. I hand him my resume. And he's this like fat, not really fat, not him? like not like sumo fat, but like. Re- have you ever seen Austin Powers? Yeah. Odd job, random task. I don't remember the Asian guy. Remember him? I don't, I haven't seen him recently enough. <laughs> I thought you were about uh, to what? compare him to Fat Bastard. I'm like, okay, that's a little no, bigger <laughs> no, not that fat. Thought, like, yeah. like, like, like odd job. Odd job fat and um okay my resume looks very nice and ever mm-hmm. since i made it look really pretty I've, i got a million calls back i got i've gotten i got three jobs in the same day so i just went and like gave the double middle finger to all the homeless people in my town just like hey fuck <laughs> you i got three i got three jobs in a day you can't even <laughs> get one <laughs> no or then tries like, what you do today? You know, <laughs> what did you do today? Go get a job. Go that's one, two, <laughs> three, the repeat like the fucking Count bulls. Em. <laughs> like, Count them, yeah. yeah. Lakers, call me, call me Kobe. Mm-hmm. He sits me down and he reads over my resume and he's like, "Oh, it says you're a comic. Do you draw comics?" And I'm like, "No, I don't draw sure. comics." I do stand-up comedy. And he's like, okay, tell me a joke. Fuck. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. 
That's the heart. That's I. I hate that. I don't even. We're not even like real comics, but we both hate that. No, it, I'm not a fucking comic or anything, but I do yeah. hate that. So, because people do it to me all the time still, because I tell them that I do stand-up. I try to get people to go to my shows and I perform and shit, so people do it to me all the time. He's like, you mean just do my act? Like, yeah, right. I Do Do you want me to do my minute and a half long premise, three tags and a punchline bit? Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you about, want from like, me here? You want to hear a knock-knock yeah, joke? Is that what you want? What the fuck do you mean by a joke? Right. Do you want me to do my minute-and-a-half-long bit about porn or, like, gay sex or kinks? Like, what do you, what do you want me to... What joke do you want to hear? Yeah. Like, I don't write one-liners, motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm like, no. That I'm like, no. That's not how this works. And he's like, no. Tell me any joke. This is a place we like to have fun. And I look around. I'm like, like really? Around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like looking around and there's not there's like nobody. You should have told them that was a pretty good joke. Yeah, nobody nobody's speaking. Mm-hmm. And I look around and I'm like, okay. So I haven't I seen a there. smile here yet. <laughs> like <laughs> No, he's he hasn't smiled. He's looking at me dead in the face. And yeah. So I sit there and I'm like, okay, um what do you get when you mix an elephant and a rhino? Elephino. Elephino. Oh, if I know. Did he get it? <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm going to write that one down. That one's really good. Okay. I mean, his... Some people's threshold for, like, laughter is incredibly low. Because, like, so gosh, shit like that. Come on. So he's like, it worked. okay, I'm going to hire you to be a chef. He just told, he told a joke, and then <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. First, that was the that, final he, step. No, before <laughs> that, he said, "Do you have your own knife set?" Yeah, hell yeah! I remember. And I remember I just, this part of yeah, the story. Right. You're like, yeah. I just say, yeah. I just say, like, oh yeah, I got my own knife set. And he's like, okay, I'm super into this shit. <laughs> yeah, right. Sushi's my sushi life, dude. All the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Raw fish, fucking love it. I I only eat pussy that smells like raw fish. That's how much I like it. <laughs> no, so I tell this guy like, oh yeah, I got a knife set, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna hire you as a chef. I'm like, okay. all right. He's like, can you start today? Oh, uh, did you? I'm I'm like in. You know, blue jeans and like a button-up shirt and sneakers. dude, that's too much. I'm I would run away when yeah. jobs are too eager to get people hired. Like right. I, 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 yeah, I'm very wary. Right. I, I don't have I don't have shoes. I definitely don't have a knife set, and I'm definitely not ready to be a sushi chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never I've, I I've never worked in a kitchen. I told him, he asked if I have culinary experience. I told him I took culinary my freshman year of high school. Yeah, that's same thing, pretty much. That's all I got, too. Which is not anything. Mm-hmm. My other jobs, I literally just make pizzas. That's, you know, in the past. That's the only cooking I've ever had to do. It's not even cooking. So I'm, like, wearing a button-up and jeans and and sneakers and i'm like no i cannot start today he's like okay can you start tomorrow 
I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right, fucking, oh, okay, whatever. I'll start to, uh, I'll, I'll start tomorrow. Sure. And he's like, okay. And he shakes my hand. He's like, he doesn't even know. My, I don't even know if he knows my name yet. He shakes my hand. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, like, welcome to the team, or says some cheese. <laughs> you know, like, going to the team is like, is this just like a family <laughs> business? It's not a team. He, he a, says some shit, a- of, you know, something about like. We have honor, or you know, some fucking bullshit Japanese honor. Shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family. We have honor. You know, some we bullshit. Get, you don't quit. You commit seppuku. Seppuku. Yeah, no. So uh, he's like, "Oh, welcome to the family," or whatever the fuck he says. How did you like, get okay. out of this? I'm like, okay, great. And I walk out, and I go, and I apply to one more place, and I also get an on-the-spot interview there. And he tells me to come back in a few days. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to the sushi job for a few days. If it doesn't work out, I'll just fucking quit on the spot and get and get hired at this other place. Yeah, but it's not like, you know, they're ruined without you. They are ruined without me. But, I mean, like, it's not like, I mean, it's like, it's not like they're busy where they can't keep up, you know, if you no, just they're leave so right not, there. They're so not busy that they can't keep up with their finances. It reminds me of that one, there's this one restaurant, this is a quick sidebar, there's this one restaurant, like, spot in Roseville, by the mall, by the middle school that I went to, not not the one you went to, and this, it's like, it's such a bad spot, and it has massacred so many family businesses over my lifetime. It's got to be, like, on the eighth restaurant that's been in that building now. There's a few places that are like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, this Brands. thing would have... If it would have... It would have a sentry gun if it was in a Call of Duty lobby. Like, it is just killed after killed. And it's always, like, just some... You know, it's always, like, some Asian food. So, it's been Indian, Chinese. I think it's a teriyaki place now. But it's so Vietnamese, hidden. Vietnamese. Throwing Thai. No no one goes back there. No one's ever inside. I've just seen 20 years of just these poor people. Is is it where just, Taste of India was? Maybe. There definitely was an Indian place there. At least Taste one of... at some point. Okay, side uh, sidebars of the sidebar. Okay, mm-hmm. the first time I ever got, like, really drunk with a friend was... Uh, it was me and my two friends, Brad and Ben, and we were like 15 or 14, 15, and um, we're we're drinking, or we're trying to find, We I had poured a little bit from each bottle that was in the top of my parents' pantry into a water bottle and taken mm-hmm. it, and the three of us split that. But so we're like searching around trying to get more, and our friend Donnie, who is a listener of the show, shout out Donnie. Does uh, he does listen to this shit? That's yes, sweet. yes, he does. So shout out Donnie, and uh, he comes through and he says, "Yeah, I have margaritas, like pre-made margaritas with the tequila in a bottle, in bot in a bottle. I'll give it to you for." free. That's so valuable. Because he's a great friend. You got the Jewish in you, and I got the Jewish behavior, and I have this urge in me to say, get some money out of that, you know? Speaking (laughs) speaking of of me being Jewish, 
I get attacked a lot because I've never been a practicing Jew. So I get attacked a lot for You're just a cultural when I, Jew. When I say that I'm Jewish, I get attacked. And I feel like it's bullshit to attack me for for saying that I'm Jewish when my grandmother had to go through the like brutal conversion process to become a Jew. They don't let anybody become a Jew. She, it took years for her to become a Jew. She had to live in Israel. She had to do all kinds of bullshit. So for, all for me to be a Jew. All right. So I get kind of offended when people act mm-hmm. like I'm not Jewish. So Donnie's like, yeah, I got margaritas. We're like, okay, none of us can drive. So, Taste of India is like the halfway point. It's a little closer to Donnie than it is to where we are, but still, ha- it's like the halfway point. So, we're like, okay, one of us one of us should go do it, and the other two should stay here. So, mm-hmm. we're like, okay. So, we send Brad, and so he's running. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, maybe at midnight, and he's running down the street which is like a ma- one of the main roads in town yeah that and thing's he, big you don't he's fuck with running he's a 15 year old kid running fast down the street with no shoes on what the fuck is where the fuck are his shoes i have no idea but he, he wasn't <laughs> wearing shoes that's a crazy detail yeah no shoes on and he goes and he meets donnie at taste of india gets this massive bottle of margarita pre-mixed mm-hmm. and he's running home and he's holding this massive bottle of margarita in his hand he's obvious he's like a hundred pounds at this point he's so obviously he probably looked like he was 12 even though we were 15 but he's, he's so obviously a kid yeah. he's wearing no shoes and he's running down the street holding this bottle of margarita he sees people that he's running towards and he like ducks behind a bush and like throw it like like tucks the margarita into the bush and is like hiding there and he's like which makes it even worse now he's a barefoot 15 year old kid hiding a bottle of margarita in a bush crouched behind a bush as people are walking past him the people walk past him i don't know if they noticed him or if he was a, a good hider Mm-hmm. Or not? I don't. But they walk past him, and he grabs the ball, and he continues sprinting down the road. And he gets. I mean, if back I saw that house, at one a.m., I'm not fucking interacting with it. You know? No, me neither. No. If I saw that, you do, at any you time do what you're day, doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep walking. <laughs> I wouldn't interact with it if I saw it at any time of the day. I like when kids get away with like bullshit like that. I don't want them to get caught. Yeah. Who, no, like, I'm not in trying the, to in catch the middle of the night kids. too. Just some some yeah, some kid with alcohol in a bush. Like I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And we just get like crazy drunk, like hammered off this bottle of margarita. And we're just doing like we're like dancing around to "Dancing in the mm. Moonlight" by King Harvest. We're like being Sucky like a bunch long. of a bunch of like gay fifteen year olds. It was it was really fun. It was Margarita Night goes down in the history books. Mm-hmm. I got caught stealing a bottle of alcohol from there as a senior in high school from the Safeway. Yeah. From the Safeway. It was like, I was already drunk and we had more friends coming and they couldn't get liquor. And and I was like, okay, just come pick me up. They're all too pussy to steal. So I was like, okay, just come pick me up. I'll walk into Safeway, grab a bottle and walk out. I was like, confidence is all it takes is just being confident, but it's like one 30 in the morning. So 
It doesn't really take <laughs> just confidence at one thirty in the morning like it does at 2 o'clock. Yeah, besides, there's a lot less people in there, too. There's nobody in there. So, I, But I'm already yeah. drunk, so I, I walk in with nobody in the store, and I walk directly to the liquor. And I grab two bottles, and I start to put one in my jacket pocket. And a guy, just I just hear, I knew it was you. No, what, like you've been recognized? Right. You've been seen before? It's not even my Safeway. I I lived closer to a different Safeway. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm confused about. I'm like, have you stolen from the Safeway before? No, this guy doesn't know who I am at all. And he's like, you're on camera. Put that shit down. And he like walks over to me. He doesn't touch me or anything. But I put it Mm -hmm. down. I'm walking with him. And he's like... You know, we have cops waiting outside. I knew you were going to come in here and steal. And I have you on camera, and I hope there's cops outside. And he's like, walk me out. And he, and I have a getaway vehicle outside, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> you walk outside, you see your friends just getting, like, slammed, getting knees in their back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a getaway. I have accomplices. I have a getaway vehicle. Yeah, you got wait, someone else running away. You see someone else get tased. <laughs> So the guy like takes a picture of the license plate that of the my friend's car and he's like mm-hmm. don't you ever come back here you're banned from this store. And the funny part about that guy is uh I'd been to that Safeway before and bought shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was my clerk. And I might as this said because this is my Safeway, so I might know uh, yeah, who the guy is. You do, you do. As my clerk, every time I I would have him, he'd do a magic trick. The fuck are you talking? <laughs> um, what this guy look like? He's a white guy. I don't remember his his brown hair. Is he tall? I don't remember how tall he is. He but he's a magician. Okay, I, I might be making this up. But I think his name might have been Michael, and they called him Magic Michael. Magic Michael? All right. Because uh, I can think of a guy there that's, like, a manager. His name is Gabe. He's got curly hair and a mustache, but and I see him there all the time. Nah, but I don't, no, I don't no curly Magic hair and Michael. a mustache. Damn. Straight hair, that's... Magic Michael. Used to do card tricks and, and magic tricks every every single time he would check me out. Like, that's I've ne- I've never gotten that. From that store. And, and, and it was him that caught me stealing, uh, and he banned me from the store. And for like a year and a half, I didn't go back. I actually was like, you know, I don't want to run into Magic Michael and be banned yeah, from the store. Yeah, I mean, you got the, I mean, you got another Safeway right there. I got the I ban. I, th- they, I think they have the, uh, you know, the picture of me from the camera pinned up at, with a tack in the office and by the front door with it like, mm-hmm. not welcome, do not let in. Kill on sight. Yeah, wanted dead or alive. Yeah, but I walked in there. I walked in there, ran right past Magic Michael. He didn't say a word, didn't even recognize me, went and bought my shit in peace, you know. So You gotta have good ass memory to remember you. Like Yeah, remember my face after he sees like a like thousands of customers. Exactly. Like I wanna come back the next week, dude. <laughs> no, I think I think he would remember the next week. He was really pissed. He had the veins popping out of his head. Mm-hmm. 
He was he was not he was really not happy with me. That was one of the only times I ever tried to steal, mm. and the last time I ever tried to steal. I've never tried to steal since. So he apparently I never stole. He, I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you so much. I went through a rough patch where uh, I I I stole for like a month. I I was a I was a bit of a thief, but only from major market stores, which I know isn't doesn't make it any morally better. But uh, oh, I I mean I've I've stolen just not from a business, not from a business that I didn't work at. You like stole from a friend? Oh, you you like stolen from your job? Yeah, but it's like you know food, just like everyone. Oh, would. Dude, dude, that's yeah. literally nothing. I used to yeah, tell exactly. my boss, that, and like I'm saying, like it, I wouldn't even count it. It's not the same thing. And my pizza job, which is such a like, such I a job. I took coupons fucking, once. A pizza job is such a job for fucking burnouts. Mm-hmm. But at my pizza job, uh, we had a I had one really cool boss, who was like twenty five years old, and we would just get there and get really high in the in the walk in. He would like bring his like dab pen. We'd just get really high in the walk in. I need a he job was, like that. He he was like he. He was like fucking one of the uh, one of the coworkers, like one of my coworkers, even though he was the boss. So we had to like all keep it a secret. Okay. <laughs> it, he was he was great. He was great. Mm-hmm. And, that reminds uh, me of something that I saw. That I want to talk about with you eventually. I wrote uh, it down. What is it? All right. No, I was just talking about a tweet of yours that was probably that made me think of that. It's probably one of the boldest things I've ever seen. Oh yeah! By the yeah. way, follow me on Twitter at I Look Handsome and email the podcast at oh, yeah, of Vanilla Pod at gmail dot com. Interact with us. We'll we'll rate your Ask dick. Us a question, we'll do whatever dude. you anything. want. We'll, mm-hmm. Anything you want, send us a question. Doesn't matter. Send right us to a the dick email. Pic. Two scoops of Vanilla Pod at gmail dot com. All right. So this tweet right here: Christmas Eve at twelve fifty four p.m. Tristan George has on his mind gonna try to fuck my boss's daughter. Wish me luck. She's really hot. I could imagine. Because she'd have to be really hot because this is one of the boldest fucking things I've ever seen. I didn't realize that it was bold. You want to try and fuck your boss's daughter? He's the owner of the place that I work. That doesn't help. He likes me a lot. Okay. She she does the the hot girl flirt with me, which hooks me because you know she she the knows hot she's hot. Flirt. She does the the hot girl flirt, and I'm fucking hooked because she's fine, and I fall for it. Yeah, like I'm into it. It works. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know she's toying with me. I know for a fact that she's not gonna let me have sex with her, but I'm gonna continue to try. I'm gonna get you know. That's I can't help myself. Yeah, play the long game. That's the way yeah. to do it. One year, one year, something that's kind of funny that a friend told me happened uh, a while back. What happened? Okay, so I have a buddy who's in college, and he lives, or he used to live in his like frat's chapter house, huge house, like sixteen bedrooms. Not doesn't matter. It, but it's right across the street 
from like a Catholic Protestant church. Yeah, it's like a little bit of conflict in it, of interest. Polar so, opposite morals, except the fucking virgins. But <laughs> so what? So one day the church puts up like five hundred fake gravestones on their lawn. About what? What's it about? Each gravestone represents a baby that had been aborted the previous day. Okay, so yeah, so it's they're a super like super serious one. Oh yeah, so they're outside. They're handing out anti-abortion stuff. There's five hundred dead baby graves. Yeah, Catholic churches they're, I went to growing up didn't never did shit like this, dude. They're talking about. They're talking about. It almost about, seemed like Catholicism was normal and respectable. The only church that I ever went to was a Mormon church. Mm-hmm. I went I, to a Mormon. I, I don't even know what that looks like. I went to a Mormon church with a friend when I was in elementary school. I don't have. Re- I'm not religious. Don't have religious parents. Went to a Mormon church with a friend, and when I went in there, it was we got put in a separate room, and it was just a band that was playing like Mormon songs to us, singing about the Heavenly Father and bullshit. And there was this other kid who was also really pale, except for he had brown hair, and his name was also Tristan, except for it was spelled T-R-I-S-T-O-N, like a fucking goofball Frenchman. Yeah, Tristan. Yeah, this he w- w- there was Tristan, and then there was Bizarro Tristan at this Mormon church. Yeah, fuck this guy. I don't know him, but fuck him. And we're getting sung to by, like, the Wiggles, except for... It's like the Wiggles mixed with VeggieTales. It's like Wiggles-looking people singing to us about church. Uh, I don't lie. That's creepy. Religion, like, real religion makes me uncomfortable now. Like, people that are real into it. We, like, went into the main sermon, and adults are, like, singing and shit, and they're, like, about... Mormonism and the, we're like not allowed to talk and you're supposed to like repeat after the shit keep your eyes closed and I'm like looking around I'm like man people are actually doing this shit and love it they fucking love it love it which it, that's the part that makes me uncomfortable how into it people get yeah it's weird which, Okay, like, what were we talking about think... what were we talking Wait. about before this Oh, this ultimate sidebar that's now taken up, you know, the last 20, 25 no, minutes. No, no, not the ultimate, not the ultimate sidebar. The most recent of the sidebars before the, before the religion. What were we talking about? Talking about you trying to fuck your boss's daughter. Is that it? It was okay. No, yeah. No, no, it was the frat house. It was the frat house. It was the gravestone. Oh, Fuck, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, so the fucking, the dead baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the, the dead, dead babies. <laughs> dead babies. Yeah. yeah, so the dead babies. So, like, you know, it's a bunch of college kids. They're fucking getting abortions every day. Girls yeah. in college get abortions once a week. So, you know, everybody's out. everybody's outside protesting and yelling at these people and shit. Mm-hmm. And the church doesn't want to scare people away, obviously. So uh, yeah. apparently what they did 
as their apology as they hung up a uh, free student barbecue. And they hosted a free student barbecue on their lawn. They made hot dogs and hamburgers for free, giving them out to students. As a, as a little, I'm sorry for putting up 500 graves on the lawn thing. Yeah, it's like, I don't, it's like, you can say, you know, the church can say that 100%, but I was like, dude, so many of the ways people go about trying to say things, it's just like, I can't believe this was brought up and everyone agreed, or a majority agreed, this is a good idea, we should do this. They're out of touch, so they thought it would work, but... I like to imagine that it's a college you went, town. You're across a frat house. They laughed at it. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah it's a Protestant Catholic church. How though, many so is like how many can we get up there next week? You know, we tried to break our record. Yeah, let's get let's get five thousand up. I like to imagine that if you went, that they still try to push their like church agenda on you. Mm-hmm. I I tried to write a stand up joke that didn't do very well on stage about this. And I, I, it was about like you know if if you go they're like, you, they're like make you slowly convert, like in order to get like the better stuff. So like it was about like, you know, they give you a hot dog with no condiments, and if you get a condiment, you have to like say that you accept Jesus in order to, like to get potato salad. You have to like go to a sermon. I knew the Catholic Church couldn't do something for the community, and just. Do it correctly, <laughs> right? They can't. They can't do it correctly. They have to try to push their agenda. So I, exactly, but was like, what if I'm already I, fucking Catholic? <laughs> I kind of, you know, I kind of didn't think. I kind of am still a little upset that the my that this joke didn't really work on stage because like it was my final joke was like at the end of the you day. You said the to, clay, the ketchup was the blood of Christ. I mean, it would have helped. Yeah. It would have helped you to know know some Catholic terminology first. I don't. I don't at <laughs> yeah, all. But my, I, I could help you I, out with that. I I tried to. I my the end of my joke was about like oh, uh, I you know at the end of the day I had to get baptized just so I could get a diet coke. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which I, think I like is that a, line. Yeah, I think that's a decent enough punchline, and it like did. I it, think like, you can make. I think you can make that bit work. I think you just need yeah. more, you know, Catholic knowledge, which I could give you. So it, yeah, if it flopped on stage, that might be one we, that we workshop. It was a Jew trying to make a Catholic joke. I mean, yeah, it's tough, and I tried to <laughs> yeah, stay that's away not from your the realm. Obvious, I can't. Like, I can't make a Jew joke. I don't. I mean, I don't know. No, what, I was, yeah, I don't know what they do, what they're about. I put the kaputs. I will put the kaputs on the Jew joke. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you just uh, throw in a Yiddish <laughs> word and you're set. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Trying, right. I, I was trying to. I was trying to write a Catholic joke, and I was trying to stay away from the like the hacky, pedophile joke, and you know, hey, listen, good to get them for pedophilia, but fucking everybody's gotten them for it at this point. You know, it's said, fucking virgins. I don't. I don't gotta hunt him down and get it for it too. I think. I think everyone else has got it. I thought that that's a hilarious way to try to get back at. Uh, it was a terrible apology. Is is mm-hmm. is one of the things that I take to heart. That of course, I like, could have walked up and just fucked the whole thing up. I know. I know. I don't. I am not religious at all, but culturally, I was raised Catholic. I know <laughs> the shit. I can get through. It'd be like if you. I walk up with a rosary. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna give me a pass for something. Like buy one get one free. 
their apology was was bad enough that it's like if you walked into a wedding and like flipped over a table, destroyed the cake, like, just yeah. was, let the bride and then let just the bridal took a shit afterwards. Yeah, let the bridal's gown on fire, you know, just like destroyed this wedding, and then it was like, mm-hmm. shit, my my bad, I got a fifty dollar GameStop gift card. That work as a. I got a fifty dollar gift card, but to get it, I have to kill five more guests. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I got I got a gift card for you. It's, it's hanging on a string. Like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, first, first, you gotta let that me fuck one, your uh, wife. That one, um, what is it? I'm thinking of a Geico commercial. Well, you almost had it. You gotta, gotta be, be quicker, quicker than, than that. that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You remember it? Oh, the the, the old guy with the, the dollar on the fishing rod. It would have been way funnier. Imagine how fucking funny it would have been if that same commercial was a Jewish guy either chasing the dollar on the rod or the gotta be quicker than that guy was a Jewish guy. So he's, he's like, oh, gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. I, need to, be... I need to learn more Jewish stereotypes. We need to fill each other in on yeah. these two religions more. Dude, eventually when dark. we... Uh, imagine, imagine what we will be able to create when we actually are in person and live together. That'd be. F- I know. I think about it almost every day. Cause like, just I'm, imagine. I'm. Uh, I feel efficient now in terms of just. I've been able to produce more just in my head. Maybe not business necessarily, but like the amount of like lines or premises and ideas I have. You know, it's kind of just the more ideas I have, the more of them will that will naturally just end up being bits. Right. And yeah. and to be honest, man, you're going to be a person that's going to continue to push me out of my comfort zone and continue to keep me motivated. I'm going to continue to bounce ideas off and shit, which mm-hmm. is good, which is really beneficial for me. So, yeah, yeah it's a bunch of eventually feedback. I have eventually when it's. And what I right, write now. eventually when it happens, it's gonna be a fucking. I think it's gonna be really good for both of us. Yeah, I think it's gonna be big. When when are you going? Whenever six or seven months. Oh, that's a good time. Yeah, that's when my so my lease ends here. Might mm-hmm. spend a month at home, and then fucking that'll be that'll be it for me. Then then a I'm month then at I'm gone. Home. I can't do that. Like I try to stay at my parents' house, but like I can't. Not there's not even like with any of them that's like different. It's just, dude, I can't, I can't do that day to day. Bro, we, I mean, I, I just, I just spent five days at my parents' house for Christmas. I was falling apart by the last day. I was, I'm like, I have to go back to my apartment now. I was no. just about to say, it was, it was Christmas a few days ago. I haven't talked to you since then, really. I, I haven't mm-hmm. even asked you how was your Christmas. It was good. It was tight. You know, it's just. Things change. The vibe changes of it as you get older. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny. I had to... I got both a Quip toothbrush and I also got beard and, like, facial hair, hair stuff, and shit like that. That's tight. And I did, my takeaways from that are that I was both ugly and had bad breath. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you didn't ask for that? You just got you just got it? No, I just got it. No, I, yeah, that's I just fucking got it. Funny. 
yeah so does your family do you still mainly get gifts from your family as opposed to like gift cards and things dude my family would never give a gift card for i my parents will die before they give a gift card well my family it's like i i am not a guy who wants a lot of things a lot of the time so it's just i am so hard to buy for that i just say just give me you know I, I'm pretty hard I to need. buy for too, but my family normally hits it out of the park. My mom got me a sheepskin coat, like a, a vintage sheepskin coat. Mm. Let's see, what uh, what did I get? I mean, mostly just gift cards. My little cousins, they would like walk up to me and like, where are all your gifts at? Because I only have like one. I said, hopefully they're all in cards. Like, you know, and then... <laughs> They come by and they give me a card. Anytime anytime I get handed a card on Christmas, I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's go. Like I've said b- before, you're the most Jewish non-Jew that I know. I'm the most Jewish. I love that title. I'm yeah, the, that could be... The, yeah, Jew, that could non, be your title. The non-Jewish Jew? Yeah, that could be your title. Okay. I, said, I, I don't uh, I don't understand all the stereotypes of, you know, Jewish people. What what do I well, do? The, the more the more you get into comedy, Jew. I, I I can't I can't ruin I can't ruin the Jewishness for you. So the more the more you dive into comedy, the more you get in the, the more, more you, you'll <laughs> see start the, acting, more, the yeah. more you'll figure out. Yeah. That uh, what a, I mean, I got the money part down. I know that. Right. Right. I am sti- I, I, I am stingy as hell. Oh yeah, and always trying to collect, looking for a deal. I finally watched a special that you wrecked me once several weeks ago. I just forgot about it, but now I've seen Which it one? three times. Shane Gillis, fucking best, one of the best oh, specials of the year. My one God, of the best specials dude. of the year. That was so good. I you showed know, it to my mom too. My mom liked it. I I, I can't. I, I I I'm gonna try to avoid just making this. Uh, Five minutes of trying my best to do Shane Gillis's bits that he. Pref- that I he mean, spent I got the bits more fresh in my head. I got them more fresh he, in my head. So no, we can't. We can't do. We can't do our Shane Gillis impersonation after he spent like a year crafting a set, and then I'm not gonna do an impersonation. Yeah. It's just you know. Right, I, I'm not, <laughs> no, so, but I will say, one of the best sets of the year. I agree mm. with you on that, and. As as somebody who's trying to learn, I watch it, as I, every stand up that I watch. I try to take something away from. Mm-hmm. That is a master class of sitting in the awkwardness of your jokes. Oh yeah, some of his jokes are really rough to get through. Like oh, for he, he for before he, before the punchline, it's like where the he, fuck is he going? Yeah, right. <laughs> he put he was put he put the crowd off a little bit a few times. And he's like he's like go for Trump. Aren't kids hot? Like that. <laughs> right, yeah, that. right. That, that, like and so for me, it was moments like that that I that I like learned from. I watched that and I'm like, oh, like you could like that's how you fucking make a joke your way out of like that's how you sit in the awkwardness you that's how you work through the awkwardness if you're mm-hmm. if the audience is starting to feel uncomf his remember the titans thing is so that's so fucking funny or he said you, <laughs> saturday night live fired that man they fucked up that's been said countless times this isn't yeah anything groundbreaking but mm-hmm. let him let a man say chink 
Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that, that's what he that's what he got fired for. Let him say it. I saw that. I also I cuz I didn't know that about him that he was hired by SNL, which I think would have been worse for him probably cuz he's like that's taking so much that's so much time. And but instead it been, of working there, he it been does that. would have been awesome for SNL. SNL is terrible. Getting somebody who's like an actual funny comedian and an also funny sketch writer would yeah. be, like under their under their staff would be amazing. They they don't have mm-hmm. Dude, they've been walking out Keenan Thompson for the past fucking 80 years. Yeah, and he's just, you know. That tall black chick that was in the Ghostbusters, uh, what's her name? Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones, she's not funny at all. Even though she could kick my ass, she's definitely not funny. All her she hasn't jokes. Worked there. She hasn't worked there in years. Really? I guess that yeah, shows how, she, long, she how long it's been since I've watched SNL. No, because she was getting bullied on Twitter and she quit. That's kind of that's how it went. <laughs> this was years uh, ago. A few years ago, I uh, think. Uh, that shows that I've never... That, how little I watch SNL, but it's a terrible show. That's why I don't watch it. Mad TV, all the way. I've been watching Mad TV. I'm 30 years late, but I'm watching it now. Only good thing is... The weekend update, and that's only when you know Joe's and Shay are making jokes. I hate their. I hate almost every guest they have on there. It's this shitty character that just ruins the segment. Just sit there and let them just uh, make jokes. You know. Yeah, it's te- it's terrible. Um, comedy update. Do you have any comedy updates? Have have you made progress writing a set? Have you gotten on stage? Any comedy update? I have good progress in my haircut bit, but it's so much progress that I don't even want to say it like here. I want to just yeah, tell don't, you. Yeah, don't don't say yeah. it. Don't say it on here. Just I I'm just trying yeah. to end the trying to end the show on a uh, you know, this is the this is our journey as stand-up comics. So I wanted to end the I show. Got pl- comedy I update. I got plenty of lines written. I have I joined like this Facebook group for the Bay Area, it gives information and a calendar for all the local um, local open mics and everything. Hell yeah, man. I've, I'm telling you, you, you got two weeks to get on stage or I'm going to be mad. I got two weeks? To get on stage or I'm going to be mad. Because you have to you have to just dive into the fucking deep end, dude. You got to just do it. The more... Yeah. The more, th- the more that you... Pr- the more that you plan on doing it the, the less you're gonna do it you gotta just take a dive and fucking get 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 yeah, on stage I, yeah i i'm not like thinking of like like having like a plan i don't i don't i'm not thinking like that at all i'm just kind of you know writing just kind of doing shit fucking get I on have, stage i have at least two minutes of a of a bit get then five i just gotta see something yeah get it I up mean, to- yeah get five Get it up to five. You got two weeks. You can get three minutes in two weeks and then get on stage. Write. Make an effort. What I've been doing, I've been trying to write every single day. I've, I'm in the process of writing what I think is a really good set. And How long do you write? I got to do that. I got to get a, you know, a habit of it going. I, long, I'm too spotty with it. Long as I want. Long as it flows. I And normally, I All come right. up with... As, as I'm writing, want, I... As I'm writing one, I come up with the next three bits, mm-hmm. and then I go I back. That. And then I go back a few days later, and I look at all of them, I reread them, and then I rework them again. Yeah, modify. I, but edit. I don't. But I don't modify. I don't modify them. 
I completely I I reread it so I know what jokes I like and don't, and then I completely rewrite it. So as I'm rewriting, mm-hmm. I come up with better ways to say it. I'm, I I come up with different jokes as I'm as I'm writing and more jokes. So it, that mm-hmm. so by the third time I've gone I've written a set, gone back rewritten the set, gone back rewritten the set. I have more tag like three times the tags that I did at the start. I get that, and you're like reading them again, so you're actually building a memory. Of yeah. about what's right. written too. And so yeah. and, and you're also so you're building a memory so you can be you know, again, everybody does stand up differently. I I yeah, have like, talked to, I'm I've talked to I'm people. gonna write I'm gonna write differently than you. I know that hundred percent, hundred percent. And I've talked mm. to people that say that when they're on stage that they follow a script pretty much, that they write their set word for word and they follow it word for word. And I've met other people who go up there and they just have a few jokes that they have planned and they have mm-hmm. all these. So they can go up with a, with a thing in notes that has five different bits and they can just talk like, you know, get into those bits and and just hit their punchlines that they had written out, you know, flow into it however they want. Uh, I work with a guy that writes just one liners. I haven't seen, I haven't heard any of them yet. That's but, crazy. I could never, ever do that. Uh, I mean, I don't, yeah, who knows how good they are or not. Because, <laughs> yeah, one-liners aren't easy to, you know, come up with all the time. No, like, really when I hard. actually come up with, like, a joke that's, like, you know, an actual idea, I'm proud of myself because I'm so story-based when I write, you know, when I actually write. If it comes from experience, it makes it a lot easier for me to remember, come up with more things and jokes with it, and it comes up a lot easier for me to say. The, the very, very first time that I performed, I I spent like three months. I had already written the set. Not three months. I Probably a month and a half after I had already written the set, memorizing it word for word. Practicing mm-hmm. it, getting it to exactly five minutes word for word, all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I went up there and I performed... And I'm talking like I was talking so fast. I was I had tried to squeeze in too many bits that like nothing got to settle. Yeah, I said I heard that immediately when I right. watched the video. I said he's talking at a million miles per hour. A million a million miles per hour, and I had mm-hmm. decent jokes that I did. I did a, a very similar set a few weeks later that slaughtered. You know, like was mm-hmm. might still be one of my best sets ever. Totally killed. Were you able to put cadence in there? Because, like, I mean, that ruins it. Cadence and timing and pauses. What do you mean? Like, what I did better? Yeah. Yeah. I said, what was, like, is that something you you took out? Yeah, you took out a few jokes. I took out, like, three bits and focused Mm -hmm. on getting on extending my current bits to be funnier and working on my timing, letting stuff sit. And it it was such Mm -hmm. a big difference for me. But... The other thing that I did, and I've and I'm getting better out. I'm getting better at because I'm still not great. So I still sometimes, like last time I performed, if I get off track, I can I can kind of derail. You know, I I'm get getting I'm getting better as I go at not having to follow my script word for word and just being able to hit my punchlines. I th- I think I'll be at my best if I'm not. 
so stiff trying to follow a word-for-word script. I couldn't do that. I hate, like, I can memorize things well, but, like, when I have to sit down and focus on memorizing something like that, no. It's just bad. It's miserable. The problem... The thing is, is, like, uh... I... When I write, I have to write a set the way that I would say it, or else I can't write jokes. Like, I can't... Yeah, I can't plan out how a joke is gonna be if I'm not writing the set ex- like how I would say it on stage. Mm. I do that a little differently. So I used to write like that too, but then I it was like too hard to break down what like lines and you know ideas and things when I write it like that. So I write it like you know without all the extra stuff that you would put. Assuming you were speaking, you, so you I can put to it just there. Get premise punchline. Not just well, not premise punchline, but instead of I write it like it's just language. No, it's I'm not writing the how I'd you know say it. Then I have this kind of like I have kind of have a skeleton, a like you know. Okay. I don't know what to call it. I kind of yeah. It's it's like that. a framework, but. And like what's written is more formal than how it'll actually be delivered. So I would look at it and then kind of just, and I just start acting it just start performing it like to myself. I feel that. And all the little, yeah, all the little cadences and timing and the extra, you know, extra lines are just going to come out naturally. And if something works, like. uh, I write completely differently than that. Dude, I'm I'm writing dot dot dots. I'm mm-hmm. writing where I think I should fit in crowd work. I'm writing I'm writing ideas for what my counter to what people mm-hmm. could possibly say to my crowd work could be. Even if I don't use it, I'm like getting I'm like starting to grasp mm-hmm. what I could do for I I'm very planning with my set. I right now I currently even plan mm-hmm. how I want to transition from joke to joke and i i don't necessarily i don't i'm not going to change the way that i write because i don't necessarily think it's bad yeah but what i do want to do is have to not follow my, my script thing. so much i i would like to be able to yeah to riff more and free and free ball you know mm-hmm. i'd like to be able to I free ball memori- a little bit i can't more. memorize we're just sitting there and staring at it but if i keep going back to this bit you know several times to go rework it or everything i will start learning it naturally the you know i don't have yeah, the whole bit that, written that, down that's how I, do I don't have too. the whole you know process of it but the stuff i do have written down i can pretty much mostly replicate just off the top of my head totally and um my other comedy update is i've started reaching out to comics and started reaching out to bars and venues here in chico to see if i could put together uh what I would call a Chico amateur comedy showcase, but it'd basically be a mic that I'd be hosting, and I'd and I'd get other comics from the Sacramento area to come out. I have eight, like ten potential people to you come really out. Got that many? So I was thinking I could get ten people. Yeah, I could get ten if not set in stone, but potential, but like potential people. So if I could get ten comics who are, are you know actual performers mm-hmm. not just open mic people to come out 
and each do a five minute set, call it a showcase. I come from a belief that the audience will care so much more and be so much more invested and laugh more, follow the show more, and all that stuff if they had to pay even five. Yeah, I, or $10 I totally agree to get with it. that. Even even like five dollars is nothing, but five but just the simple act of that you the fact of paying five dollars will will hold your yeah, attention the fact that and you'll you gave stay for the, the like show. doing that you give the show value to them. Said so this value this value to me is ten dollars. Exactly. You so so I I would really so in the emails that I'm sending out to venues and shit I'm saying I would charge ten dollars. Fifty percent of the mm-hmm. ticket sales goes to you. Hence, like I have no idea how many people are gonna come. Well, here's here's the thing is I have thirty people that I work with that I could get to for sure come. And twenty of them are women and fifteen of them have boyfriends that they'd bring. And for you know, from there Couples night. you get you, yeah. you get a you get a crowd build. You yeah, you get an actual crowd building. There's one open mic kind of thing here, but they do open mic for everything, so like eighty yeah. percent of the people that go up it's there, like, are it's got to be, it's got to be specific. Or and yeah, playing guitar, do singing a song. Yeah, you know, not everyone is doing what I'm doing. Right. So, but so I I get on and I Facebook message the bar mm-hmm. because they don't have an email, but I Facebook message the bar and I say, hey. I see that you guys currently do an, a weekly open mic mm-hmm. for anything. Would you guys be open to adding a day w- once where I brought comics and it was an actual comedy night? You know, like, and they said, we would love to have you bring talent to the open mic. And I yeah. was like, that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm asking if I can host my own thing, and they're like, Oh, we already have an open mic. Fuck you. I'm like, Be right, stubborn. So fuck you, so fuck you then. I get, just mic. tell me no. Now we're enemies. Down, hey, down low, Chico. Down low, Chico. You're on my shit list. Drive them right out of business. Make the open mics. Make your open mics the same Fucking, day as yeah. theirs. <laughs> I should. When you can prove I people come consistently, do it. But. That's I'm ballsy as hell. I'm, te- I'm telling you, I could do it, man. So, I just need. I need. I'm hoping that a, that a, some kind of place will, will get back to me because I, mm. I would love to do it. Even I mean, even if just find your own, and not even a business, just kind of find some like back alley shit. You know, if not, I might. I might try the fucking Dave Chappelle thing. You know, he just went out on the str- like into the park and just like told jokes. I might, I might just do that just to yeah, get better at jokes. Advertise telling. it though. I gotta put my fucking, I gotta put my nose to the grindstone. I don't know what the hell that saying means, but I gotta put my nose and to the grindstone. You got no options where you live. You got barely any options. Yeah, exactly. You got to make so your options. See, I live in a so, wealth of options. That's that's a, even. Yeah, you're lucky. That's nice. I so will. take advantage of it. So hurry I up and will. get on stage. Anyway, when you write a when you write a and, bit, uh, what do you like? How do you like tackle it? I'm not asking you for like advice. I just wonder how you do it. Like, what do you kind of 
see the thing as when you're trying to make it. Like, for example, when I write a bit, I'm not like laying down track where it's like one direction beginning to end. It's, it's kind of like a puzzle to me. I'm putting like pieces together, but everywhere. I'm not running through the whole thing. I'm like, work some here, there. I'm yeah, not, you got to no, go I'm all the, the way through. I'm the opposite. I can't. I can't start of actually getting into the nitty gritty and writing a bit until I have some idea of a punchline. I will like, I will have a start of a bit in my head and then I will think of something that, and I will think of a punchline to it, but it'll be like something that I don't think I'd be able to use until halfway through the bit. See, like for me, I can go, I think autoerotic asphyxiation is mm-hmm. funny. But I can't sit down and start writing an autoerotic asphyxiation joke until I come up with the punchline of, and I figured out that I got into it when I was cleaning and I touched my own neck in the shower. <laughs> right? Which is like a loose idea of what a punchline could be. And fr- so from there, I can start writing my autoerotic asphyxiation yeah, joke. That's interesting. And, 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 and as. As I try to get to my punchline, the the joke creates itself from there. But I can't start writing until I have some kind of premise. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I always have to start with the premise. But like, I can, yeah, I can start building things anywhere inside the you know boundaries of the of the bit. I don't have to start and finish and go one way, which I guess is nice. It makes me real versatile with it. I don't have to, but I have to start going one way, mm-hmm. or I can't I finish. That. I mean, if you had, if you got things but stories, speaking of, makes it a lot easier. We're at like fucking an hour and twenty five minutes. We should Sounds call good. this shit. I'm cool with that. Uh, so talk. Yeah, this was another another weekly update into mm-hmm. into our lives, into our. Into our brains and into our yeah, a little more introspective so this week. Come back compared ne- to last week, where it's a lot more funny. Just but yeah, this right. This was this was this was an interesting week. So come back, come back next week and get get more. We're fucking wild cards out here, baby. You never <laughs> know what we're gonna hit you with. We might we might be funny. We might be on the verge of suicide. I might get Andy to try to convert to Judaism. That'd be crazy. Oh, real quick, I'll end I'll I'll end it on this because this is I saw a homeless person. I got a homeless story too. I'll tell it too after you. This this is real quick. Real quick. Homeless person the other day, only possession that he had, backpack, Yamaha. That's cold. It's a cold combo. Great great look. I love the idea that that you can't take care of your kids, can't take care of your life, but you can take care of your um, fucking yarmulke. You have absolutely nothing in life and everything's gone for you, but you still have faith. <laughs> yeah. He's the perfect, he, he's proof, he's proof that the Jewish God or, is in fact an I mean, asshole. His people have been through a lot worse on a much larger scale. That's like, that's nothing. It's a slap on the wrist. And then, yeah, in terms of Jewish yeah, history, it's, a slap, that shit's a slap on the wrist. So my homeless person, my homeless person's just walking back the other day. This was before I left for Christmas, just walking back from the pizza joint. 
block from where I live. There was a homeless man sitting just, you know, on the side of the sidewalk. He had blankets, like, you know, just sitting there, had blankets, covered up everything. And he's like, do you have any cash? As I walked by him, I said, and this was the truth. You know, I said, I just, if I had a dollar, I would have given it to him. I'm like, I just got 20s. Sorry, man. And he looks at me, he's like, that's bullshit. I'm like, you're not getting shit now for me. Fuck you. And I just walked away. <laughs> and I had my I had my pizza. I said, maybe I would have right, even no. offered you a slice. And I just walked away. Yeah, it can't be, can't yeah, be needy exactly, and an asshole. Like, it doesn't work. Right I, I can't right, give you the benefit. Let's get the, the fuck doubt. out of here. I don't care if you're homeless. This is the never-ending episode. Nice. Fuck you. Exactly. Right. No, you gotta earn it. no one starts in the positive. You gotta fucking earn it. All right. All right. We gotta end this yeah, shit. Sounds good. This is this is the never ending episode. Right, Get, we gotta end this shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>